Hello. Hello. I'm Jen. And I'm Purple. And, and we, we solemnly swear we are up to, to no good. good. You're listening to Seriously Moons, the podcast by and for the Wolfstar fandom. Okay, so fortnightly news. First of all, episode one was a rip-roaring success. You guys are amazing. You have just crawled out of the woodwork with ideas and responses, and I am blown away. Yeah, we've had so many messages of people saying, oh, I loved this discussion. Here's my take on it. Here's this thing that it really provoked me to think about. And that is the best thing, knowing that we've made you guys think about how you see these characters and how you view canon and things. We are like blown away. And we inspired more creations. So many buff Remus fix. So excited. So many. Speaking of buff Remus fix, please allow me to wax lyrical for a minute here. <laughs> so, Confunded Gryffindor posted what we colloquially term Chicken Man. That's the name of the series. AKA Checkout. <laughs> Checkout is the name of the it's, first. Yeah. Checkout's the name of the first installment Chicken Man series featuring Remus as a bodybuilder slash weightlifter slash personal trainer slash general hottie. Oh, it's so great. If you haven't read it, please go read it. Please go and read it. It features like chaotic mess, grocery store checkout serious, which is something I didn't know I needed until right now. <laughs> it's good. Please go and read it. And he also had an author fic, but was that just on Tumblr? I think it was a Tumblr fic. That, and we'll post a link to that in the show notes as well, because uh, lovely intellectual book writing serious, mm. which is nice. And uh, also an intellectual serious fic that came out of the work. Five Pips or Marley McKinn's fic, A Kiss Won't Mean Goodbye. It's a like 1950s World War II serious is an undercover art forger in Nazi Germany. And he's wonderful and intelligent and witty. And the whole story is like heart wrenching. No spoilers. Purple hasn't read it, <laughs> but it's so good. You should read it on my list. The list that grows ever longer. Yes. Uh, and also uh, Five Pips Hockey AU featuring Buff Remus, again, uh, tall and Swedish Remus, which again is something I didn't know I needed until right now. Uh, and I'll, we'll link that in the show notes too. Uh, and then we also got uh, Kate32 wrote us a wonderful <laughs> Remus as a self defense instructor thick. It's so good, it's you guys. Wonderful. I am like crying and laughing and a little bit hot under the collar at the same time when I was reading it. So, it's so good. Fantastic OCs. Fantastic yes. remakes. Mavis has my whole heart. <laughs> and fantastic remakes, fantastic serious. Their chemistry. Who? Who? Yes. Who? Yes, it's good. Lots of uh, tumbling and pinning each other to the floor. Well, yes. serious mostly. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. It's wonderful. If you haven't read it, go read it. Yeah, we'll link that in the show notes too. Everything we talk about will yeah. be linked. So if something catches your fancy, uh, check it out. Uh, Moon Moon or Shadow Prince has started filling out all the D and D characters for everybody. So if you're into that, Lily is a bard, and I love it so much <laughs> it's wonderful and it's only gonna get better yeah we we reblogged that um on our on our tumblr so go and have it scroll through those character sheets and i'm sure moon moon will tag us if they make any more um so i wanted to say the if you are looking for something a little bit more sad or angsty i mean um <laughs> uh you blithering idiot on ao3 which is Blithering McGonagall on Tumblr, um, has a wonderful fic about um, Sirius's first day in Azkaban um, and him getting arrested and all that stuff. Um, it's, it's very sad. 
if you need to cry, it's really good. <laughs> no, I, I bowed out of this one. Mia, I'm really sorry. I can't read it. <laughs> I read it. It's it's wonderful in in the in the most painful way. Ooh, okay, now. Tumblr asks, we got a few reflections from people on Tumblr. Kim can find a Gryffindor. Uh, talked about how they thought the reason Remus is sort of downtrodden in Muggle fix and made uh, like less physical is because of the oppression of werewolves in magical AUs in, in universe as such. And I thought that was a really good point that we hadn't touched on the societal views on werewolves and the societal views of people with chronic illnesses and such. Yeah, like they're they're outcasts basically yeah and that's a nice mirror i mean werewolves are certainly outcasts definitely yeah that's one we talked about and then there was one that blew purple's mind (laughs) when when we shared it me and minnie mcgee posed a really good question about how hagrid seemed to know how to fly sirius's flying motorbike with no external input and so uh, they thought that it's likely that hagrid had borrowed sirius's bike before which is something that neither of us had ever slightly dreamed of right well and then the other thing is and like again i did not think about this until we got the message like he was flying and holding a baby like it's one thing to like be able to fly a flying motorbike i mean ron mostly managed to drive a flying car mostly he didn't make it to hogwarts yeah as a 12 year old (laughs) right but like flying a motorcycle and holding a one-year-old especially like the one-year-old that Sirius loves arguably more than anything in the whole world right so now I'm like okay what else could have been happening before that that would allow uh, Sirius to let Hagrid borrow his bike I mean you could argue for his state of mind at the time that's true you could or his lack of state of mind, perhaps. Yeah, but yeah. how he, perhaps he'd already made the decision to go after Peter and therefore wanted Harry away from the, the problem. I don't know. That's a really interesting thing that I want to like dive more into. If I had any stomach for writing anything about Sirius at Godric's Hollow, I would. <laughs> but I can't do it. Anyway, so that's really interesting. And it did make me think, does Sirius's bike change sizes Ooh, i had never thought of that because hagrid yeah is, is hagrid on a right. teeny bike I mean, it or... does say it's a large motorbike in the book right but could it just be like a harley right is it like just a large bike or is it like a hagrid sized bike i mean i don't think it's inconceivable is it with all the charms on it yeah well it could and then but that brings up the question of if it had that charm on it Sirius must have expected to have other people drive it because if you're the only person who drives it why would you make it change sizes I just got a really emotional moment of like Sirius teaching like James or Lily to ride the bike and that I can't Uh. (laughs) (laughs) moving on but it it does tie into our some discord discussions we had about height height cannons and um, how tall the characters are and that Hagrid and Sirius are the only characters that are consistently described as being tall. Which is so interesting. Yes. So, I don't know. More Hagrid and Sirius. I need I need to explore that. If anyone wants to explore the relationship between Hagrid and Sirius. Yeah. And then, like, later, because, like, in, you know, at the end of Prisoner of Azkaban, Sirius gets Buffy. Oh! right so then that's like another bonding like Hagrid's trusting Sirius again with like not that he really has a choice but you know what I mean so like you can do a whole thing do it somebody oh, write it it's yeah someone be. please write like a a Hagrid and Sirius friendship exploration please I want them like you know like the groups of uh like Harley Davidson gangs you see on like the yeah <laughs> I want, I want... the ones with the little tiny dogs and then they have the yip yip dogs <laughs> yes oh <laughs> like a tiny puppy uh... fluffy yeah. oh that's great okay I love it yes please anyone wants to write an explanation of Sirius and his motorbike even like wider than that give me like Sirius and his motorbike because I love that okay current faves Yes. Bunch of really wonderful role playing happening on Tumblr. Oh my goodness. So much. So much. I like don't even know where to start with most most 
every time I go on Tumblr, I'm like assaulted by all these gorgeous gifts. Well, yeah. So the Diaries of Astoria Greengrass has this series called The Creator, um, which is very meta, but I love it. <laughs> I have not. Oh, it's so great. It's no, Lure me into it. What's it like? It, it's um, the Marauders talking to J.K. Rowling about what their story is. Hmm. And it's a kind of an explanation about why the books are about Harry and not about the Marauders. I mean, okay. It's, uh it's, uh it's yeah. so good. It's okay. so good. It's on the ever-expanding <sighs> Yeah, put it on your list. And then there's also, um, Are You Gonna Be My Girl? A thread that Soft Serious Black and Scamander Jeans did, featuring the Jet song, Are You Gonna Be My Girl? Yeah. And Serious Marlene and Remus. It's, it's really cute. <laughs> it's so cute. And Lily, there's a there's a um, yeah, Lily is in it cameo mm-hmm. from Lily, as as always, just comes in and gives like a finger click, and it's like, no, Remus, this is what's happening. You fancy him, do something about yeah. it. Yeah, which always makes me think of the line, like you know, your mother was there for me when no one else was, and it's always like so sad. But then I think about stuff like this, and like that's what he really meant. Yeah, you know, Harry takes it as this like. <laughs> all my friends have abandoned me, but Lily was there. And Remus is like, no, she kicked my ass. And that's how serious and I got oh together. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> that's my new headcanon. That's, what, that's oh. what Remus means. He just means that Lily like, looked at him one day in the library and went, will you just stop it and ask him out already? <laughs> Yay. I love it. <sighs> okay. Um, since the last podcast, TT and Jess and Jay have posted all the, the from um, Hey Drunk, I'm Tonks. So there's a master post. Which is a masterpiece. It's like a, it's like a resume of their acting abilities, man. It's so good. Yeah, it's really wonderful. And it's cool to see them playing other characters. Right, for sure. Because they, like, I mean, TT is, does... of course a bunch of different people Mm -hmm. but mainly the marauders which i am not complaining about so it was cool to see no no i'm not complaining i just think it's it's great to see them do something so different and especially moody and all the extra makeup and i know it's a lot of extra work but it was just wonderful agreed check it out Um, although just does do tonks but this is a different kind of tonks because usually she's doing tonks with TT as yeah, Remus. this is a different like energy of it's Tonks. A different exactly. version of Tonks. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, if you haven't seen it, it's really great. Mm-hmm. There's also a collection of fix slash prompts that I wanted to give a shout out to. Um, Grey January, aka January three six nine three, on Tumblr posted a collection of fix based on tarot cards. They asked for a. Uh, a marauder slash harry potter character and a tarot card and all of them are phenomenal they're so good i, I gave like three of them because <laughs> i like that kind of stuff but there's um there's like james on platform nine and three quarters on the first day of hogwarts there's remus and the high priestess there's sirius and the four of one which i i, I am aware may not mean a lot to some people <laughs> But they are really good fix. They're really good, like, short, little emotional journeys. They have a master list, so we'll link the master list in the show notes. Awesome. Okay. And before uh, we go, you're not getting away with this. There's another thing uh, I want to shout out. <laughs> and I, I edit this, so I'm not going to edit it out. It's staying in. Damn it. <sighs> okay. so, Purple has wrote, like, the best fic of the year uh, so far. <laughs> I don't know if I would say that. <laughs> it's so good. It's called Seeds of Blood. It's a Greek mythology AU with Sirius as Persephone and Remus as Hades. And damn, is he an attractive <laughs> Hades. Whew, more buff Remus. This could fit in the buff Remus section too. But it's so good. I love it. The world is amazing. The descriptions are so good. You can't stop me shouting about it. It's amazing. Please go and read it. We'll link it in the show notes. Thank you. <laughs> The most awkward thank you. <laughs> okay. You're not getting away with it. <laughs> no one sent any any suggestions for Peter's birthday, so he doesn't get one. Everyone was just Fuck silent. you, Peter. Yeah. Sorry, Peter. <laughs> Moving well, on. We got tons of amazing responses about everything else in the podcast. 
<laughs> but no Peter, Peter got skipped. No one cares. So no one cares about Peter. Okay, fests. <laughs> Bye, Peter. <laughs> you can still sign up for HP Drizzle Fest. There are two more weeks of HP Daddy Fest to, for prompting. Yeah, and then sign up for the prompt list. The prompt list is nice. So if you're into that kind of thing, go and you can check out the prompts that they already have too in the master post. But yeah, go and prompt and sign up for that. I also think that uh, Wolfstar Games might be coming kind of soon. Oh, I saw a thing on Tumblr, like a whisper on Tumblr about it. There was some date changes. Um, so if you're not following Wolfstar Games on Tumblr, you should be because I'm so excited for that fest. Okay. Wolfstar Big Bang! Yes, Wolfstar Big Bang is currently posting. So if you haven't read them... As of right now. Yes. Um, they're wonderful. The art is wonderful. Everything is great. If you haven't read them... Yeah, there's so many fics that can float your boat. I don't know why that's the phrase I chose. That's what I'm going with. There's so many of them. There's some angst. There's fluff. There's canon universe. There's AUs. There's everything. If you want to look at nice fix that are all over 10k and beautiful art, then go to the Wolfstar Big Bang 2019 collection. I think that's all for fests right now. Yeah, nothing's revealing at the moment. If you know of any fests that we aren't talking about that are revealing right now, any like Wolfstar Marauders, general Harry Potter fests, I suppose, that are open to yeah, if all they pairings. would include Wolfstar, then we will talk about it because that's what we're all here right. For. So like. HP Drizzle Fest is just a Harry Potter fest. It has all yeah. ships, which includes Wolfstar, and so we talk about it. Yeah, so if there's any like all-pairing Harry Potter fest that we aren't talking about, please let us know, because we might have missed something. Okay, so our very first guest feature, um, we are calling these segments our Chocolate Frog Cards with members of the community, and our first one is Isa. And she is also did also creator of our wonderful music for the podcast. Yeah, uh, but no, we have we have Issa. Issa, Issa. We'll ask her which one it is <laughs> in a minute when she appears, <laughs> and then one of us will be wrong for the intro. <laughs> yeah, that's true, and that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> because accent. Yes. But no, um, Issa is here. Uh, so let's go to us in the future slash past. <laughs> to Issa. <laughs> So we are here now with Isa. It was option Isabella. C. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Who are you? Where can we find you? Are you known for anything? Sure. I was legitimately opinion. sure you were going to say, who are you? Where do you come from? Where do you go? I am Nigel. Um, <laughs> oh, hi, I'm Isabella or Isa. I go by the handle chromatics uh, in which the I is a number one uh, on both AO3 and Tumblr. Um, if you want to find me on Twitter, I really only chat about like audio stuff and other random things that make me laugh during my workday. Uh, and if you are on Twitter and are cool for just having me spam your timeline with things, feel free to DM me for that handle. Um, I am known for writing Wolfstar and Dorleen, and specifically uh, Victorian rent boy murder husbands and sexy robot existentialism. <laughs> That's the most like filtered down, like concentrated <laughs> version of you. Like, give me the rent boys and the sexy robots. <laughs> <laughs> it's true though it's true though i'm glad that those have uh, become the plinths of uh how to reference me on the internet i'm very proud <laughs> <laughs> you should be you do a wonderful job thank you okay so do you have a current favorite fic or art or role play that is happening on tumblr i do so this is a fun one because i never would have picked it for me um but flora tyrannell is currently writing a horse racing au for wolfstar called the moon man and oh. it is so good like there, there are only two chapters up right now um but it's like it's it's a retelling of seabiscuit and uh -huh. it is like the, it, she knows so much about the history of that time period and of horse racing in general and again i know absolutely nothing about horses but this fic is so arresting and so beautifully written that just like i find myself going back and rereading the chapters and it, it is like it's a super slow burn um 
and it's beautifully written and like the way that she describes the horses and the personalities that she gives the horses and like the way that she fits characters into the universe is just like everything about it is so satisfying and so lovely i'll reread it and then like every time it's been updated it's just been like a "Ah," sort of moment where like immediately (laughs) like put on an away message sit down read it read it again drop everything and run yeah it's it's incredible and again that's called the moon man uh, and that's by flora tiernell yeah, we'll link it in the I show. I've already subscribed. To oh it. my god, it's so good! <laughs> I'm gonna go and find it right now. I've not read so it. I'm not good. a horse person. No, and like I, because I think. Oh, I am. Yeah. That's my that's my jam. Oh, you're gonna love it. And even if you again, like, if you don't know anything about horses, you're still gonna love it. If you do know something about horses, it's gonna be probably the best thing you've ever read. I'm so excited. I was gonna say, are you excited? <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> so excited. I'm ready. Okay. Okay, that's going on my ever lengthening to to read list oh as well. Cause... Yeah. <laughs> oh. Uh, okay. So, do you have? And if you don't, it's okay. But do you have an all-time favorite thing? I do. Uh, there are way too many good ones. Um, to make this an easy choice. Um, but the one that I always find myself going back to, like it's years old, and it's the one that like kind of dunked me back into the fandom. Um, cause I was I'm really... trying to like internally guess what you're gonna say yeah. right now. <laughs> it was I was really into RS when I was like probably around like 2008, 2009, and then I fell off for a while, especially when I was in university, um, and then got back into it like two, three years ago. And this was the first one of the first that I found that I was like, okay, like this is this is what it means. Uh, and it's Montparnasse's "Let Nothing You Dismay." Uh, yeah. it is so I knew like, it. Yeah, you did. I think I feel like I missed it. it is, I was like, if this isn't what she says, I will yeah. riot. It's it's so <laughs> achy and like riled up, but it's so so mm-hmm. so sweet at its core, and like it's my absolute favorite iteration of their characterization that's ever been done. Um, and it's it's sort of been like um, like an amber almost of a just like a preservation of like that whole lens through which I prefer to see them when I write them um that like it it just refounded everything of like me returning to the fandom to just be like this is comfortable this is home like hell yeah like i i if that fic was published i would like buy the book and frame it and then buy it again (laughs) and read it until it fell apart and then buy it again Yeah, that's one of the ones that I I always want to go back to. I I like what you were saying about how it's it's like that amber of how you see them it's like your yardstick almost of like if i get lost i will come back to this fic and it will be a reminder of why i'm here yeah absolutely it's like it's like a trail marker of of kind of this is how i love to see them best it's like you have this serious who's very almost manic and like overstimulated and just sort of like full of all these thoughts and all these feelings and he doesn't know where to put them and then the remus opposite him is sort of very subtle and almost quiet in a way but you realize as you read that there is so much more going on beneath his surface that he was not bringing out into the open and then when they do it's just like this big kind of like a just this wave crashes on the shore and like that's what I love for the two of them so it's it's you kind of get that arrival and it's just so sweet and it's so satisfying and I love it yeah I love I love what you said like manic like too much over the top too many thoughts and feelings serious is one of my favorite things like yeah ca- true chaotic serious is yeah my absolute favorite well that's a nice segue into our next question which is about tropes yeah do you have a favorite trope like if you see that trope in a summary you're like i'm reading this i <laughs> no have matter what. a little collection so it's it's kind of a trifecta uh okay. and there are a couple there are a couple fics that have hit this before um and some that get like two out of three and i'll still devour them immediately uh and so my absolute favorite is probably oh my god they were roommates uh because that's that just opens up so many possibilities for like <laughs> uh hijinks and fun misunderstandings and pining and like all of that good stuff um oh the pining oh yeah oh the pining <laughs> With a capital uh, P. Oh, yeah. Uh, I love a good slow burn because I just like to kind of like 
fizzle a little bit and just be like, mm, touch, just hold hands, do it sort of thing. <laughs> like, I, I think, I forget, it was somebody tweeting about it, but they were like, uh, if they don't touch, no, if they touch before you reach 50k, it's not a slow burn. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, give me the slow burn. Uh, and then I yeah. also am just completely weak for dance AUs. Like, ballet, street dance, any sort of dance. Like, I will eat that shit up. Um, and so. You've read, have you read the um, Remus is a deaf choreographer? <gasps> no. <gasps> no? Who wrote it? Who wrote it? I will send you a link please. right oh, now. Please. Okay. It's, yeah. I, I read it. I read it this morning slash last night uh, because we went on, a, I think, Wolf Star HQ, Nacho reblogged some deaf slash blind fic recommendations awesome. last night. And both of us are weak for the deaf slash blind fics. So I've read, I think, every single one that's on AMD. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, good. I would love that. <laughs> I'm sending it to you right now. Good. It's so good. He's the portrayals are wonderful. Everybody's great. I love that. It, it is. I'll say it. It's called Forever Is a State of Mind. Uh, it's orphaned right now, which oh, is a no. shame because I want to know who it is. Um, I, I feel really sad for orphan fix. I'm like, I'll take you. Yeah, <laughs> take you under my wing and just like forever and download you and read you. Totally. But yeah, it's called Forever Is a State of Mind. We'll link it in the show notes. Uh, but it's. It's awesome. You'd really like it if you like the dance. It's beautiful. Good. Yeah, I anything that like has them because it like you have so much drama in there alongside like just people being beautiful. So like, mm-hmm. where can you go wrong? Like, you get you get just the the fallout of theatrics alongside gorgeous people. So like, hey, we're having a good time. Everyone's dancing. Yeah, and everyone's gorgeous and drama. What more do you need? Each other, right? Exactly. Right. We have a series of quick fire questions. Sure. And they're all We didn't send these to you. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> and they're really hard. And I acknowledge the fact that I would not be able to give succinct answers to these questions at all. Which is Try why my we're best. hosting the podcast. And we yeah, are. which is why we're asking the question. <laughs> yeah, okay. So number one, who's taller? Uh, depends, but I like to write. <laughs> I, that's going to be my answer to Same. fucking everything. Uh, but I like to write Sirius as just slightly taller because I like to give him that like shitty sort of option whenever they're arguing to be like, yeah, well, at least I'm taller and it's only by like two centimeters. <laughs> yes, I love it. Okay, number two. Who tops, who bottoms? They're switches! Yes! <laughs> is this another trope of a, oh my god, they were switches? Yeah, no, it's the, it's the, it's the herald, they're switches. <laughs> number, number three, number three. What's your favorite job slash career for Remus? Oh, uh, I love to have him work in a museum of some sort as like a curator. Um, my mom has her master's in art history. So like I always had her textbooks when I was a kid and like looking through those. It's just such a cerebral kind of artistic way of looking at things. And it's I, I love that career for him. A curator, a like tour guide, a uh, like an artifact restoration sort of thing that's like i would love that for him um i've made him an editor all the time um Mm -hmm. but uh yeah something i i know last time i listened to the podcast it was there was that interesting chat about like sirius always gets the very physical jobs remus always gets the very cerebral jobs and the way that i think about it i always for i always see remus as shying away from the physical jobs because he does not like to be reminded of the fact that perhaps he is much stronger than the average person because of the lycanthropy. Perhaps he doesn't know his own strength or he is afraid of embracing that more physical side of him. Um, So I definitely headcanon him as sort of throwing himself into those more cerebral roles because he feels like he can kind of make an identity for himself that is not defined by his disease. I love that. I love that so much. I totally agree with you that he would like shy away from the physicality of things as much as possible. Yeah, he's my he's my brainy boy. Oh, babe. 
Okay, question four. Can you tell what this one is? Favorite job slash career for Sirius. I love, absolutely love making him a mechanic. Uh, I think that it fits with sort of the the canon uh, way that kind of, if it's a magical AU, it's him divesting himself of his family name and sort of ignoring that very powerful call to magic or even like the darker magic that might be sitting there kind of waiting in his blood or what have you, if that's the way you see it. Um, but of course he has a motorbike and even just charming it to fly or sort of that act of love on the motorbike of making it work and tinkering with it. Um, I just think like that was probably the first idea I had for doing basing Stoke when I started that series was like, I want Sirius to be a mechanic. How do I make this work? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and just going from there. And in a lot of my other works that are completely unrelated, I've made him a mechanic just because I think that that's such a fun way to, for him to get his hands dirty um, and just like really vent all of that sort of, we were talking earlier about a chaotic serious. And I think that's a very satisfying canon way to have him behave. Um so like it, it it works but beyond a mechanic i think my secondary choice for him is usually um like some sort of waiter or barista or something like that that like goes pretty well hand in hand with with kind of supporting an art habit or an art career on the side um cuz yeah, i do like see him as a very job as a secondary thing kind of exactly yeah i do see him as a very artistic person he's canonically mm-hmm. he's brilliant um he never has to study for anything and he does very well and he comes up with all these very creative prank ideas so i think he is canonically a very creative person and i like to fit that in wherever i can get it i've come across several fix recently that have serious as a hairdresser i like that too yes. i think that's fun <laughs> which i find really interesting yeah it's the hair thing. We all love his hair. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's true. I also, I honestly, it might be like an influx of people watching Queer Eye and, you know, they see Jonathan Van Ness with his very oh, long yeah. hair. And it's that sort of like, aha, <laughs> like not necessarily the very flamboyant personality, um, which I, I have seen um, for serious in many cases, but it's, I feel like it's more so sort of the long hair and very big personality in general. Um, yeah, and perhaps a, well. a, like taking care of, like he likes his appearance. His appearance yeah. is like I don't know if it's important to him. I don't know if that's the right word, but I feel like most of the time we see him look reasonably good when he's not in a cave. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, last quick fire question. Yes, I think I might know the answer to this one too, but we'll see. <laughs> uh, favorite non-marauder marauder area character. Oh. Um, it changes, but it's, it has to be a toss up between either Dorcas or Marlene. Um, I love Mm -hmm. both. I love, I think more so than the characters, I love what the fandom has turned them into. Um, it really is like (laughs) the pinnacle of the example of taking something and running with it. Cause I think in the books they get one mention, like yeah, it's I think so. That, like Marlene was, she was part of the order, and her family was killed. And then Dorlene was part of the order, and she was or uh, Dorlene. Dorcas. <laughs> 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 Can you hear my bias coming out? Uh, and then Dorcas <laughs> was in the order and killed by Voldemort directly. So, like, I think what people have the the the, the women that people have built around just those mentions, I think, is pretty phenomenal. Um, yeah. And I love, I love. I think they're some of my favorites just for the ability and the the absolute potential for play that we have with them as as characters. Um, more often than not, people make them girlfriends, which I adore. Um, obviously, that's yeah. My whenever I read a fic, whenever I read a fic and Dorlene aren't together or like they're it's with other people, strange. I'm like, huh? <laughs> no, yeah. Dorlene? Yeah, yeah. It's just sort of always it it to me. And this is just because of the way that I've constructed my own experience within the fandom. But to me, they are just as important to the Marauder era as Jilly. Um, uh, so it's it's just fun. And I, I really, really love them. And I like that 
you know, we have a character that people have headcanoned enough that it almost feels like direct canon that one, at least one of them is a woman of color. Um, I know that in like the portraits on the Harry Potter wiki, Dorcas is black. Um, mm-hmm. and Marlene, That's from Pottermore, actually. So if Okay. You, yeah. So Pottermore technically is it is canon. canon. Yeah. yeah. And it's funny because I tend to headcanon Marlene as non-white and Dorcas as white. Um, but I've played with it and I've flipped them and I've kind of, you know, be- it's it's nice because we don't have that super staunch description of them in the books. Um, that it is Pottermore or that it is just a little bit more flexible. It's just fun to play with. Yeah, like we we as a community have decided that these two people that get collectively like 10 words between them in the books are now incredibly important to the Marauder era and are in like most fics. Yeah, and, or, and, and if not even this... if not even just to the era and the fan content, like extremely important to the war, um, just with their yeah. with contributions and like, it, it, it's just very cool to me to kind of see how we've all written this story for them. Yeah, I love the way that the community like slowly adopts Fanon and then we have to stop and think, is this canon or is yeah. this Fanon? <laughs> I've had that conversation <laughs> with people before to be like, mm, check me, am I, like, <laughs> what am I believing here? <laughs> have I just pulled this from a fic somewhere and then I've sort of assimilated so it? Yeah. <clears throat> oh my well, like, my favorite one is um, Sirius's eyes. We just accept that they're gray. <laughs> like, yeah. If someone writes them and they're not gray, I'm like, what's happening here? Yeah, I think in a very, I think in probably like the first three or four parts of Basingstoke, I think I made them blue at one point and I went back and changed it. But And then obviously later on in like part 14 or 15, they're gray. So, you know things can change. <laughs> I love that you went back and changed it. You were like, no, 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 yeah, they're not exactly. Blue. I disagree. Exactly. With myself. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was it for quickfire questions, though. Yeah, those were all our quickfire questions. Do you have any opinions that you want to share with us? Yes, you did very well. <laughs> Better than you I You had a lot done. less, like, umring and ahhing than we would have done. I, 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 it's only because I just headstrong and I just have a lot of feelings about (laughs) where I'm coming from (laughs) oh so do you have any other opinions that you want to share capital O opinions opinions with a capital O Um, I'm looking at some of the other questions back on tropes I think it's an interesting thing that people don't often talk about their least favorite tropes yeah what's the thing that makes you like X out of a fic so it never really, it, I wouldn't say that it's a squick, but I just don't really like hurt comfort. Uh, and I think like you could probably do some sort of like crazy psychoanalysis of why this is for me, but I think it has something to do with the way that I view like independence and like inner strength. Um, Cause for me, like asking for help from somebody like in an emotional capacity <clears throat> means that I'm like in a, really bad way um because otherwise it's just sort of like i'm gonna handle this on my own i'll come to you when i'm ready sort of thing um but when it comes to fan fiction i really like seeing the characters in a piece figure out how to put themselves back together on their own without their one interfering before they return to one another um because like i I don't know there's there's i've seen it probably so (laughs) fun fact the first fandom that I got into was Kingdom Hearts uh, way back in like 2004. And right. that was Axel Roxas was like my shit. Uh, that was <laughs> when it, it wasn't 2004. It was sometime after then whenever Kingdom Hearts 2 came out that like that founded my affinity for like quieter personality crossed with the loud, obnoxious chaos. Like that's right. That's my dynamic till the day that I fucking die. Um but there were so many pieces back then where like Roxas would be sad and Axel would be trying to help him and he'd fuck something up. And then it would turn into like 60,000 words of them just <laughs> at odds with each other because they won't talk about it. So it was, it like drove me insane. Even when I was like 
14 being like, just talk to each other. Oh, um, oh yeah. <laughs> They're like, the like 100K fix that can be solved by a conversation over a cup exactly. of tea. I'm just like, Which, please sit down. Like, there's please. a time and a place. I There are certainly moods that I get into where I'm like, yes, give me the pain. Uh, <laughs> but the, just the very specific aspect of hurt comfort because I think there is such a potential for that to go wrong uh, in terms of like Mm -hmm. one of them says something badly and then again it turns into a whole sad slow burn of them not talking to each other Um, but I mean it won't stop me from reading a fic but it certainly is something that just cools my heels a little bit where I'm just like oh okay one of them is crying oh Okay, like I, it, I should, I should go back and preface this by saying emotional hurt, comfort, physical hurt, comfort, like on the battlefield, one of the nurse or something where it's like, yeah, someone's getting like a wound staunched or like a limb severed. Oh. Like, give me that. That is good. Yeah, no, physical, <laughs> physical hurt, comfort is like I'd it's say very, like my, it's one of very my top intense. Five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But emotional hurt, comfort always sort of rubs me the wrong way in terms of like it, it just myself wanting to know how to solve it from an outside perspective um, and not Mm -hmm. being able to influence that as a reader Um, which again like that's some very (laughs) deep-seated aspect of control (laughs) it could be a whole thing Uh, but yeah psychoanalysis right exactly (laughs) new segment (laughs) (laughs) couch therapy this isn't a question on our list but I just thought of it has ao3 spoiled you for bookstores with the tags oh my god absolutely like (laughs) i was i was talking this this uh with my sister yesterday that like even it's even spoiled me with quality uh like i i was reading a, a light novel the other day that i saw one of the artists that i follow on twitter recommended it so i got it and it seemed interesting but like after the first like two thirds of the book i was like this, this isn't good. <laughs> like it's, it's I have like a How bunch of published? stuff. Yeah, I have a bunch of stuff queued that's like way better, and people wrote it for free just because. Like it's it, 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 it's a it, like I realize that it's a very sort of shitty way to look at literature, but like I do have a pocket offering of authors that I know are going to be good for me that I can return to over and over again, like Madeline Miller, Kathy Koja. Mark Danielewski, like, uh, there's just a a couple good folks that I kind of, like, hold out for them until they put something new out. Mm-hmm. And until then, I just read fanfiction. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, it's, it's yeah, it's, uh, AO3 is a godsend. Um, did it win the Hugo? I know it was nominated. Oh, I don't yeah. know. I never followed uh, up on that. Right, let me see. Nominated. I don't know when... I feel like the Hugos were at the end of April. Um, um, it says ceremony date August 18th, but I don't okay, know if that means the so, amount. Yeah, but it has, it, I think that's when it is, yeah. But they, it was it was nominated as a fan work in because it is such an incredible archive. Like, I, I know that there are librarians who, like, bow down to AO3 in terms of its organization and its tagging and its, its search capabilities. Um, yeah, it's it's the most incredible thing to happen to the 21st century in terms of creativity. Absolutely. What when I started writing, I didn't even contemplate putting my fic anywhere else apart from AO3. So I was like there's it's the smart choice, right? Like where else are you going to put it? Really? Yeah. yeah, you put it on AO3 and then just like link it on everything else. <laughs> like why <laughs> like even I, that literally like I mean I'm I'm going to date the recording date but yesterday i put up a whole just like i decided to put all my drabbles in one place because i got sick of trying to sift through tumblr because that tag system is hellfire um but i put it all in ao3 and it was just sort of like this ah like <laughs> I, like these are all findable and they they are formatted properly and they look nice and like just to kind of have everything preserved it just feels like a very safe spot to put things totally um, and I immediately went to read all of them and my productivity <laughs> for the day dropped like a thousand percent. And I was like, well, that's my afternoon. <laughs> I go into a bookstore now and I pick up a book and I'm like, oh, this looks interesting. And I read the back, you know, and then I'm like, okay, but like, 
where the tax <laughs> you know, like is there a major character death like is there <laughs> like, what is happening in this book i need to know before i read it i'm just totally ruined now spoil me spoil me spoil me <laughs> yeah. tell me what happens before i read it okay uh, another question top three otps besides wolfstar and i'm gonna caveat here besides Dorline. Uh, why would you cut me off like from that? from like any fandom <laughs> okay so i would have to say uh probably going back in time and crediting kingdom hearts with axel roxas that was the very first one um mm-hmm. and then from uh, avatar korsami is the shit because yes. nobody saw that coming except the really devoted fans uh, and it's yeah. canon, so like, it's a special nod. Uh, and then, yeah. of course, I'd have, I would have to give credit to Jilly, because without Jilly, there would be no Harry Potter series. Yeah. The the uh, the fandom mother and father, so to speak. Literally, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> JK who? <laughs> it's all Jilly. Well, it's like that post on Tumblr that comes around every once in a while that's like, do you remember that really badly written fanfic about how everybody died? And, like, yep. <laughs> like, yeah, and how he lives with the Dursleys. Was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it. Everyone is straight. It's like a whole... Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Okay, one last, last quick... Not really a quick fire question, but I didn't send it to you. Okay. Do you have a favorite quote from a fic? Oh. One that I've read or one that I've written? Either either one. Both is good. Both is good. Um, (laughs) Both is good. Hold on. There are some bits of description that I've been really pleased with. Um, mm-hmm. like some very flowery sort of. Uh, I love it when you write a line and you back and you're like, yeah, yeah, check that. Oh yeah, check yeah. those words. <laughs> um, I but in general, I think in terms of descriptions, I'm really pleased with the way that I was able to communicate. Um, how the dancing felt in Peregrinitos. Um, when Can they're you just dancing. Say that word again for me because Peregrinitos. <laughs> <laughs> In, uh, in in when they're dancing flamenco because that's a very hard like it's very difficult for me to describe physical stuff um because that's always mm-hmm. like action always takes a very long time for me to write and um sort of being able to combine the physical feeling as well as the mental feeling of like counting the music and feeling the movements it's like it's a whole thing um but i i feel like i was able to really accurately put that into words um but I, th- I can't pick out one, but I think in general, just like the, because I write so much stuff from Sirius's point of view, because um, I mm-hmm. identify a lot with him. He's very dramatic. He's a Scorpio. Um, we're born, again, yeah, we're born like three weeks away from each other, technically. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I feel very understanding of his personality and what, what where he comes from. Um so I write a lot from his point of view, but lots of like little internal sort of pumping himself up or being like, oh, damn it, damn it, damn it sort of thing. So like, why did you do that? Or the little sort of like internal cringes. I love putting those in because I do that to myself all the time. <laughs> and it, it feels very <laughs> yeah. natural and it feels very real. Um, and it feels very organic to how I think his character would react to things. Um so it's just always fun to kind of be able to resonate with a character that I'm writing and and throw those little personalityisms in there. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. I, I like instinctively go to write things from Sirius's point of view and I have to like actively think like, okay, I'm going to write this in Remus's point of view. Yeah. I'm, I've made a decision now. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to write in Remus's point of view. And it's markedly harder for me to understand the way he thinks more than serious serious i sort of like wind him up and let him go and then just trail after him with the, with the keyboard like hold up what are you doing slow down let me write what ha- what's happening whereas remus i have to like you know nudge a little bit more yeah yeah i'm, I'm doing a nudging hand motion totally but you can't see it so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i have to like kick him up the backside a little bit but I, I totally agree with you like i instinctively write from 
Sirius's point of view. I wonder, <clears throat> we should do a poll about who you, which, of, which one you identify with more and who you tend to write perspectives from. Mm-hmm. I, with, when I was compiling all of my Drebbles, um, I included within each, because each one is its own chapter in this single work to hold them. Um, and in the chapter summary of each one, I put who is the point of view of it. And I think like probably at least two thirds, more likely closer to three quarters of all of my Drebbles are from Sirius's point of view. Because um, it's I there's something about the way that his adolescence developed if I'm writing in a Hogwarts era thing or the way that he comes across as an adult that I just can feel so naturally as as my own experience in certain ways um as you know wrestling with his sexuality having friends fucking up the friendship sometimes saying the wrong thing saying the right thing and being surprised that he said the right thing Mm -hmm. like that all, all of that kind of stumbly stuff um, at any point in his life, I think is a very satisfying thing for me to write and explore as my own person, um, in addition to making the pieces work. Well, this has been so much fun. Do you have anything else burning that you need to say? Oh, what are you, work- what are you working on right now? What is like your okay. most recently open document? Uh, I kind of am trying to do two things at once. Um, I have a modern university au um in which the marauders are in a string quartet together where they're all in music school um because i my bachelor's degree is in composition i I went to music school i suffered through that whole (laughs) thing that suffering it was it was very enjoyable but there was a lot of suffering in with the enjoyment um and so the experience of sort of that very specific type of hilarity (laughs) when you are preparing for a concert and there are four personalities just clashing yeah um and they all fit so well with each instrument that I, i'm very excited to kind of pull that out and i have i have most of the first chapter i just want to get a little bit more of a lead on the writing before i start posting it mm-hmm. um but that's it's based on a really fun piece um it's a string quartet by a russian composer that gets largely overlooked because he was writing at the same time as um uh what's his name oh his spirit's gonna haunt me now uh Shostakovich Shostakovich was writing at the same time that uh this composer Miaskovsky was writing Mm -hmm. uh but Miaskovsky has incredible string quartets and just incredible string work in general so it's a very cool quartet that has a lot of interesting changes it's got a lot of cool timbres to it that the the tone of the piece is going to track the tone of the fic. Uh, each oh. movement, it's going to be a four chapter work. So each movement is going to be a chapter and sort of tracking just this like underlying tension of, you know, Remus going for auditions, Sirius not really knowing where he's going to go. Like both of them kind of just orbiting around each other. It's their final second to last semester of school and like everything's hitting the fan. Um, and then uh what's the other oh i'm uh almost done hopefully it will be up within the next few days um working on a second part to my remy sloopin fest fic under glass um ah! so there's yeah <laughs> there's there's more coming for that one i had so much fun doing all that world building um and totally. the readers were really excited about it so that was that was really inspiring to be like okay I'm not just jacking myself off like this is fun. <laughs> um, so working with sort of that grittier, like alternate future of what if the Death Eaters had one. Um, so I don't anticipate it going beyond two chapters. I think I'm I'm oh, probably going to find a good. <laughs> it's, it'll find a nice stopping point. I, and then that's that's always my philosophy with um, working on something that I find satisfying is that if I don't want more by the end of it like if it still Mm -hmm. feels if it feels too finished by the time i'm done writing it no one's gonna enjoy reading this um because i think that part of our role as writers with fan work uh especially is to kind of foster that same sense of like wanting our readers to keep playing with these scenarios that we're setting in our in their imaginations um Mm -hmm. and and kind of give them room to keep thinking what happens next and kind of where does this thread go? Where does that thread go? Uh, and kind of follow things on their own um, and sort of like build this 
meta of of fan interpretations within the fan interpretation um of and uh, like uh, that might sound a little bit high horse to somebody and apologies if that's the case but i think in order to make a truly engaging story like you have to leave a little bit of open-endedness in order for your readers imaginations to play with what you've just given them um yeah so yeah, I, th- I obviously like I, <laughs> I would love for all of my stuff to just go on forever and like keep playing with the worlds, keep playing with the characters, and like just never have any of it end. Um, but then I think there would be no room for growth. Uh, and there's there always is another idea waiting at the gate. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's always something exciting going on and and right, wanting to be written. So my my work in progress list is like embarrassingly long Join so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but those those two are the ones that are kind of ready at the gate if not ready to be posted before the month closes i'm so excited but no i i, I really like, like the, the that point of leaving the threads open because for some people leaving like a thread of an idea or like how someone handled a certain situation might make someone who'd thought about writing for a while but not actually known what to write they might take that idea and go, oh my God, I'm going to take this idea and put it in a new situation. Yeah. And that will be the whole base of my fic. And now I'm writing and it's amazing. Yeah. I've also seen, and I've, I have a couple ideas of this kind of waiting in my gates of like reading something and then being like, it's a one shot and being like, oh my God, like this has so much potential. And then like, I've, I've reached out to authors to be like, uh, like, would you be offended if I can, if like I continued this as a gift, like as a gift fic? And they were like, "Holy shit, please!" Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's always like this amazing sort of like, yeah, like it, it's it's such a fun exchange of community too, because like you're just it, mm-hmm. it's this it's sort of again you're fostering that sort of fan mentality within the fan mentality of like, let me create a fan fiction based on your fan fiction, or like, let me draw fan art for your fan fiction. I think that's probably, that's like the most wholesome relationship to me as artists. Yeah. Oh my God. When, when someone draws fan art for you or it's, when you write something for someone, no art, it's just the best feeling. Yeah. 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 Totally. So yeah. Uh, that's all we got. Is there any, any other like burning things you want to like publish to the world? Asa? <laughs> I think that's about it. Um, Write more, draw more, do fan fiction, work on original fiction. Nothing is ever not worth writing down. Just make cool stuff. Yay! <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. It was so much fun. I'm so happy to uh, come along. And yeah, I can't wait to listen and uh, continue to see what else you guys come up with. Okay. Our linguistic legacy for this podcast is from Isa's Peregrinitos fic. Here we go. Had Sirius not seen him perform at the Tableau two weeks ago, he would have been struck immobile by the fluency and strength of Remus's technique. It's natural to him in the way that dangerous grace inhabits a wolf, all instinct, all beauty, all power, the headiness of it twines around Sirius's own intent, and they're sharing their compass the same way Sirius suddenly believes it would be to share a breath with him. And before he can stop that thought, it siphons down through his veins and emerges in an explosive combination of stamps, heels, toes, and arms that has never in his life felt so natural. Uh, <sighs> yeah, I love it. Beautiful, beautiful. So two weeks' time, we'll be back again with another episode looking at the Marauders in canon, we're going to go through a few more chapters of the Philosopher's Stone slash Sorcerer's Stone mm. slash Philosopher's <laughs> Stone, really. Yeah. That's a whole other capital O opinion. <laughs> Maybe that will be our opinion for next time. <laughs> or yes. rant or rave. Yes, rant or rave for next time. But um, yes, next episode, we are going to go through some more canon. Uh, so join us for that. And also don't forget to hit us up in our DMs, ask us on Tumblr, email us, give us your opinions on what we've spoken about today and uh, let us know what you thought of Issa's interview. Give us, yeah, send Issa, send Issa a million lovely things. Yes, and if you haven't read some of her fics, go and read them. (laughs) I mean, go and read them all, really. Well, but if, um, hopefully you've read at least some of them because they're all wonderful. If you've not, 
You've not then read them. Who are you in for a treat? Yes. And also, yeah. you'll need at least one box of tissues. Uh, I could have made a really lewd joke then. <laughs> I mean, whatever you need to use your tissues for. <laughs> yeah, no I don't judge. Here. I don't judge. We are in a safe space, my friends. Safe, safe, safe consensual. Yeah, safe, safe, <laughs> consensual. Slams hand on desk. <laughs> yes, no, um, go and read lots of business fix. Hit us up with all of your opinions. And buckle in for some more canon exploration next episode. Our wonderful theme music was made for us by the equally wonderful Isabella Ness. You can check out her website in the show notes below. Mischief managed.